Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. For years, I felt so suppressed with with like not having a, an honest, authentic connection sexually and emotionally that when I got, when I left my house and I filed for divorce and then, and then after the the dismissing of the divorce and then telling him, no, I do want the divorce. I was fine with it because I told him, I was like, I don't want to be married anymore. Do you? That's it. I want the relationship over. So, but I do like, I do understand. I don't understand how people find people so quickly that want to be with them. Clearly I'm doing something wrong. Cause I know people who are like back in relationships waiting for the divorce to be filed so they can get remarried. I was just, I'm like six years later, still trying to guy, get a guy to like say he's on a date with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, FaceTime me. I still, I, what the fuck? So I'm impressed with people that can do that. And, and that's great. I think that it's, it's got to go down to you being honest with the other person on, on all parties involved. Um, but I had no like regret having sex with people if I, because I was not legally divorced. What were some of the things that you started to do? So like when the divorce happens, right? We change. You know, we we change our bodies, we change our minds, we change our perspectives. You yeah. get freedom, you get play. Like for you, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you found that you did immediately once you knew that you were getting divorced? Um, so I wanted to get back into performing. My I I was over I was always performing still. Like I left acting full time when I when I kind of was getting married and stuff. But I went. I wanted to translate what was happening to me into performance. So that started pretty quickly with divorce diaries. I just kept thinking of the word and the name and uh, I kept thinking of the title and I kept thinking of the day to day I was going through with, with my grandmother in the other room and my, my parents downstairs. My do- and so I, I started writing, um, and getting involved. I think, I think that was the big part of it. I wanted to I wanted to go out and socialize, but the first time I did, I wanted to throw up afterwards. Like, this is horrible. So at a restaurant that I used to waitress and bartend at that I actually met my ex-husband at, I went there one night. I, I ran into the manager and I was like, why don't I work there on the weekends while my daughter's with her father? That way, instead of going out, I'm making money and meeting people. And it was the best fix for the time because it was, it is what definitely got me back out socially. And I was making money and not spending money and not feeling like I have to try to meet people. It was, it was perfect. That was something that I did. And then, um, finding what it is within my work that really filled a gap. I, I got a position in a school district that at the time I loved so much. That was my happy place. Besides being with my daughter, my family, and as kooky as my family was, they, they were a big part of the happy support and, and why, and why I am a happy person in general, even though, you know, but the work part, the work and like socializing in an appropriate fashion where I'm not feeling bad about myself and my situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you have somebody to talk to though? Like, did you have a support structure? Absolutely. Um, I have a therapist who's amazing, even though she led me into some of these wrong paths. Um, 
No, I do. And that, that's the thing is like, I'm very thankful to have my, my, my dad passed last year, but my parents were a big part. My mom is still alive and, and well, they're a big part of it. Even though my, if I tell my mom certain things, like she'll like take it left, you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're going to Vegas for work. How much are you getting money? You have a child. Why are you wearing that? Did you know Aunt Rosalia's gal? Like she'll go all over the place. So and then my dad was just like, carry mace and do whatever you need to do. Like, follow your heart. Just don't marry that guy again. You know, like that's what, because they didn't like think the relationship, but they didn't really understand my marriage and my relationship with this guy because my ex-husband and I were not, he, he was just not, they never thought this would be the guy I'd marry. They're like, what? They don't make sense. Yeah. So, and, and not that they have ill will towards him, but they just didn't, again, they didn't, they didn't get it either. So. Um, they were my support therapist. I am 110% all for therapy. I mean, I think it's helped me in my most anxious moments in the right therapist too. Um, therapy parents and putting this stuff out there on a, on a performance scale. Like I did a lot of new workshops, even before divorce diaries, I put myself into this, uh, it's called a, it was emerging artist theater workshop in New York city. I just, I kept each year I'd put something up on it because it was a way for me to to if it fuels all positive energy, it's part of my craft. It's, it's just who I am in my soul. So it helps me feel good. It helps me be more productive, be more effective. And my friends, I had some friends that I met through the school district I worked at that became, they're like lifelong friends now. So there was, there was a good support there too. I, I kind of feel like when it's supposed to happen, the universe aligns you with people that will help you yeah. get through certain things, right? Yeah. And was it intentional or did it just happen naturally? It happened naturally. Like I, I remember thinking, this is crazy that I'm meeting these really neat women yeah. that are, they don't have like a jealous, like they don't have any kind of catty bone in their body. They're all like pre working with preschool, uh, you know, in, in early child education too. So there's a kind of, you know, there's a different kind of mentality if you're working with special needs or even general population of early childhood, you know? So those are some friends that I've stayed with, stayed connected with over the last six years that really have helped me. Um, in, in a supportive way, you know, not judging, just showing love, being there, uh, making you laugh. Um, there was a good friend I had that was a part of the support team in the first six months. Uh, her and I lost touch, but we still stay, you know, when you lose touch with a person, but like, no matter what you pick up, like where you left off, I taught with her when I taught in Trenton and she was the one she got basically helped me uh, with my lawyer. Helped me, meaning she her dad worked for him. So she's like, you need to call Rob. Yeah. And that was the guy who dealt with my divorce. So how important is that having somebody that like that that you can count on? Huge. It's very important because it helps filter your anxiety so that you don't start rage texting or raging at people. <laughs> for me. Um, also the money aspect. I was so scared about how am I going to get the money to pay for a lawyer, a second lawyer. Now my parents helped and I, I had, I needed help because he, I, I had to get a new lawyer quickly and, and I had to pay. I, my uncle first helped me with the first lawyer and I paid him back. Um, but my parents were like, don't pay us back. Just get an apartment and get a nice place for you and grace. And, and like, with my parents, I like, 
it's it's a catch 22 because we're just going to always have each other. I'm going to do the same thing for my daughter if she, you know, for whatever it may be. And, and they know that because I used to feel guilty. I'm like, I'm going to pay them back at some point. I'm going to pay them back and do this. I'm gonna do that. And then eventually I was like, well, don't stress about that. Just get your shit together so you don't have to rely on them like that. Even though they'll be there for you, just, you know, listen to what they say. Even though my mom says some stuff, I'm like, oh my God, like she was right, you know? So not to sidetrack, sorry, but yeah, it's, it's important to have those people. Otherwise you kind of feel like the isolation can create dark places. Yeah. What did you learn about that process? I learned, I learned that my humor is going to get me through. I learned that there's faith I learned, I'll actually, I want to say that that is this whole, that whole process, that six months taught me a lot about faith. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, a race Catholic, you know, I, I've always tapped into, you know, just be a good person. I believe in, you know, but I actually tapped into feeling faith and in, in spirit and like seeing like shit that I never would have noticed before and starting to understand like you know, loved ones. And, 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 you know, I believe in like God and stuff like that, that actually shows you certain things that help you through your day, honestly. Yeah. What are some of the tools that you, um, that you used? Like, did you journal? Did you, is there anything that you like your go-to? All right. So my go-to is, is just using my life. If I write, absolutely. right. I draw, I type, and dance now dancing for me is like putting on my headphones and bopping out my living room and my daughter's like what are you doing i'm like i'm in my moment so dancing and writing for sure um those were big parts uh in the beginning this first six months without a doubt and and like even now like just getting up early and writing writing all my thoughts out writing things people would say to me and like just so I remember and not getting angry about it, but using it as a joke because I I just like some of the stuff that would happen. I'm like, Oh, this is making me so angry. So I would do a bit about it or write about it. Even before I made it like a comedy show, my divorce, I I just, I had to write it out. So writing, drawing, um, and, and dancing running too, but I would just always run to get the heck out of my house because I was like, I gotta go run for a run or something. (laughs) Yeah. But doing the physical, I mean, that that gets that energy out of you, because I don't know about you, but for me, it was like when I was inside that space, I was doing I was training in jujitsu and it was awesome to go and get my ass just pulverized because you just that outlet. So that was a daily ritual or was it like, a you know, if I'm feeling down, I'm throwing down disco and I'm just going to dance every day. If I don't dance, and I teach dance on the side too, but like if I if I don't right. dance, hold on a second. Be- How many freaking jobs do you have? A lot. I know. I have a lot. All right. Well, well you, you want to for wanna- that in living color skit? Like I got fifteen yes! jobs. Yes! Man. Yeah, that was that's you. the guy. Like okay, <laughs> like, that's why I have this shirt. Michelle so- train. <laughs> Try train, but this is the thing I had when I was thirty three. There was a, I was doing a new bit about a guy I was talking to, uh, like for a month. He's 33. He's a part-time writer because he got like furloughed from his full-time writing job. He couldn't wake up before noon or kept falling asleep. I was like, at 33, I had eight motherfucking jobs. I was teaching. My school district hired me part-time first. So I took the position because it sounded great. Yeah. I part I had I started my own, so I had my own LLC at the time. So my theater company, 
Um, my position in Hoboken, I was teaching artists at two schools, one in Union City, one in Newark. I was an adjunct at Mercer, uh, Passaic County Community College at Adelphi University. And I was bartending and I was in emerging art. I was in a new workshop piece that I submitted in New York city. So I had eight and selling a house. And so like, here's the thing. I, always will have multiple jobs because of as being an actor, right? Being a writer, you get, you get freelance. I own my own. I left the school district I was in last year because I was like, I need to fully dedicate my myself to my brand. So now I look at all those multiple jobs, like under one umbrella, but at the time eight, I mean, I guess if you don't count the show, technically seven, but it was, you know, it is. And, oh, and I was teaching dance at a dance studio. So yes, I guess nine. But my daughter gets free classes there, so that's why I continue to do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference. <laughs>